This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined, this case rejoined, by the lovely John Park Wheeler. So what can I tell you about John? Well, John Park Wheeler has spent virtually his entire life as a musician, principally as a guitarist. He is a session musician who has worked on hundreds of projects, a teacher, performer, producer, arranger, writer, and composer, and in recent years, a recording artist in his own right, having released two albums of largely original guitar compositions, Reverie and The Persistence of Trees. In addition to multiple Juno and CCMA nominations and awards as musician and producer, he has received numerous other awards for his work in production as well as songwriting. Along the way was a stint as a puppeteer on television for five seasons on the hit bilingual children's show Marie Soleil. He is also a spoonwright and the sole proprietor of Harvest Spoon. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And you know what? I can't believe now that we're actually doing this again, how long it's been since you were here. But in some instances, given that time is so elusive, it actually feels like yesterday. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like um, an eternity ago, really, with all of the changes between then and now. Well, and we're going to talk about some of those changes because as a a fellow entrepreneur, you know, and we talk about COVID quite often now uh, as the Mm -hmm. so-called new normal, you know, what has that done for you, John, in terms of business? What has it done for you in terms of your your mindset, Um, you know, working with your clients, being creative in the space? Like, what has this all meant for you? How has it shifted you or how has it honed your clarity? Well, gee, do we only have an hour for me to talk about this? <laughs> well, um, well, uh, for starters, it was absolutely astonishing that for every performing musician on the planet, gigs were canceled everywhere, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely everywhere. And, and uh, that's just boggling to me that that would happen. And um, 
I have friends that were caught in in Europe, for example, and uh, one by one their gigs disappeared this year, and then their uh, their European gigs, then their England gigs, then their gigs for next year, um, and it's it's just been an amazing difference between what was and what is. Uh, it's worth noting. Um, you might know, you might not, that sort of the um, the financial impetus of the recording business has really shifted mm-hmm. um, in recent years. The It used to be that you toured and performed in order to sell your albums, mm-hmm. which is where the money was. And gradually that changed um, for a variety of reasons into you produced albums and put them out there in order to bring people into the concerts because that is now where the money is, mm-hmm. um, which is radically different. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, streaming services make a huge difference in not providing really a whole lot of income for musicians. Um, Going back, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember how many years ago, Napster was declared a legal thing in Canada, and it became legal to share music via Mm -hmm. the internet, which was not useful for those of us that write songs and collect royalties. Um, Further, uh, the importance of radio has really, really shrunk um, over the course of the internet. it used to be, I mean, there's a whole lot of used to be's, and I'm not suggesting anything should go back to a used to be. But uh, once upon a time, there would be a limited number of radio stations anywhere, and those stations would be paying fees to um, the performing rights organizations and the, uh, the production organizations to um, provide a really decent income for songwriters. Mm-hmm. And that has largely evaporated. There's very, very little of that going on anymore. Um, besides the CBC, there aren't really a lot of royalties being paid by anybody. Again, because uh, the internet has changed things, satellite radio has changed things. Um, it used to be, again, that there would be a limited number of radio stations in any market. And now with satellite radio, you've got, I don't know, like a thousand different genres of radio Mm -hmm. that are so incredibly specific. Um, Anyway, um, so that has been kind of a jolt. Um, For me personally, um, I, I haven't relied exclusively on performing for quite some time now because of uh, recording and uh, and writing and, and other things. Um, but I really, really miss playing with other people. And, you know, even as an introvert, uh, and I am painfully introverted, um, one of the things that was has been the most cathartic for me has been to be with other musicians to be playing, to all be playing the same song at the same time and for everybody to catch the same wave Mm. at the same time and everybody in the band feels it and 
everybody in the audience feels it, and it's just the most cleansing, transporting sort of feeling that's possible to have. And there hasn't been that. Um, and and it's not possible to do that on the internet either uh, because of the latency issue, mm-hmm. uh, which you may or may not be familiar with. Um, but for those who aren't, even though we can have a conversation, you and I, um, um, you being wherever you are and me being on my planet, um, there's no discernible delay between when you speak or when I speak. It sounds like a very natural conversation. Um, but there is a um, a length of time it takes for the signal to get from here to there. And uh, so music is delayed, and that would be the latency. Uh, if you were playing guitar, and I'm sort of grateful that you're not, if you were playing guitar right now, uh, and I was trying to play along with you, I would be playing after you, hmm. but to you, but I would be playing with you to me. But then things really fall off the rails. And that's why um, internet performances that we've all seen aren't really happening live. They can't. Uh, it's simply impossible. And there's, you know, fabulous technology that goes into um one person recording here, then that recording being shipped off elsewhere and somebody else adding to it and somebody else adding to that and so forth. Um, and I think it's absolutely amazing. It's stunning to me some of the beautiful things I've heard um, uh, Andrea Bocelli singing with um, Celine Dion and uh, John Legend singing with who knows how many other people. There have been some wonderful things but they can't happen all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and and so, taking all of that into account, and given that this is your passion, this is your purpose, mm-hmm. um, how have you mentally embraced the changes that have altered the landscape for what it is that you do, and contrasting it between how it was done once upon a time? fast forwarding to where we sit now like what has that done to your spirit what has that done to your creativity process what has that done in terms of as you mentioned having to kind of relinquish what you most look forward to in terms of doing it in concert with your bandmates your colleagues your professionals mm-hmm. being on a stage and and, and not having that atmosphere mm-hmm. Um, well, oddly enough, and I'd say coincidentally, except that there are no coincidences. Correct. Um, in about February, I was contacted um, to, um, I was hired to write and record um, music for a podcast, their mm-hmm. theme music. And um, a thing that I have avoided my entire recording career is to learn about engineering, except mm-hmm. in the most general possible terms, um, largely because I never, ever wanted to feel limited by what engineering said was possible. Mm-hmm. And so I could be the the creative person and the engineer could say, we can't do that. And, else. and I would say, damn it, Jim, yes, you can. <laughs> and, and then they would make that happen, whatever it happened to be. Um, So I was on the verge of saying, no, I can't do that. And I thought, well, hang on. Um, 
maybe it's time to put some big boy pants on and uh, get into the game. So I bought some recording software. Um, I happen to have um, a few other peripheral things like this mic that I'm using right now and the preamp that it's going through mm -hmm. um, that I use for Skype teaching um, and Skype conferences and so forth. Um, so I, I managed to learn how to use the software, which involves dropping an astonishing number of F-bombs. Uh, <laughs> oh, you have no idea. It's a wonder there's still any paint on the walls here. Um, but I'll be smoking a turd in purgatory for this, I'm sure. Anyway, so it was, it was work, 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 and get frustrated, and, and uh, there's... Anyway... Uh, I learned how to find drum samples on the internet and then create drum parts. Um, thankfully, I know how to play bass. I know how to play a lot of different guitars, acoustic and electric and so forth. And um, so I wrestled with this software and managed to get um, a piece that I was really, really happy with. And I thought, man, this is peppy. This, is, uh, this just says podcast it says uh, radio show or or tv talk show or whatever and so i shipped it off and they said yeah we love it except we don't want to use it i said oh okay and why oh because it doesn't say this enough and so i did another one which they loved and mm -hmm. lo and behold um uh that got used and and honestly, it, do it doesn't sound like it was recorded here in my wee little nook um, <laughs> with a with a secondhand computer and um, some relatively inexpensive stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds just very, very large, and I'm very, very happy with it. Um, and shortly after that, I was commissioned to uh, compose and record an original acoustic fingerstyle guitar piece. Mm -hmm. Um, and then shortly after that, I was um, hired to compose more music for another podcast uh, for a YouTube thing. Yeah. So there's been this sort of a thing. And um, I think about um, the law of attraction mm -hmm. and, uh, and how what you think about, uh, what you're passionate about is what comes to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not terribly passionate about anything particularly material it's um uh, i'm not wealthy i don't ever expect to be uh but boy do i enjoy my life and Lovely. a big part of that enjoyment has to do with creating music mm -hmm. and um music, be I, what i will say too john because you've been very gracious in sending me some of your work uh the persistence of trees and i just want to say i mean you are very gifted and you've got such a beautiful soul and your soul transcends through your music and so i can see why you would be in perfect alignment with every aspect of what it is you're doing regardless of money's garnered not garnered um you know there are some people who you can tell through their work you know even if they don't know the person behind the work but they listen mm -hmm. to the body of work that's the connection so when you talk mm -hmm. about law of attraction and the ways in which you resonate with me, and I said this in our last interview, but I'm going to say it for the benefit of anybody new who's now uh, connected to Living Fiercely with Lisa McDonald. Um, 
And even when you proclaim to be an introvert, the way that you show up for everybody, including myself on a regular basis, whether it be social media, whether it be the gifts that you've sent me in the mail, uh, you know, sharing your kindness, sharing your bright light. I mean, you are such a beacon of bright light. And therefore, there is no coincidence that the people who are attracted to you, of whom you resonate with, you know, that just makes everything else in your life pop, right? That's the cherry on the top. You're already in love with your life. You're already doing what you know you're here to do. You do it beautifully. You're skilled. Uh, you know, you come from a deep level within your soul, which again transcends through the lyrics and the music and, and it, it, it all aligning, right? It, it all aligns. And so I just want to personally and publicly as I have many times before, but I want to do it here again. And I just want to say, you know, John, for the way that you have consistently, like you are like the one person consistently who on a regular basis never misses an opportunity to bring brightness and lightness into my life. And I just want to thank you for that because that is a gift. Like people don't realize to what degree one kind word, being acknowledged, being recognized, being seen, feelings being, you know, mirrored back um, in a world of, and, and, and people are struggling with isolation right now. A lot of people who are extroverted or even ambiverted, who what they are missing the most is being in the company or the presence of other people and people who don't necessarily feel comfortable in their own skin, but who have been thwarted to be in a position of having to spend all this exuberant amount of time mm -hmm. on their own they've struggled with that and so I'm like you I'm you know I'm an artist in a different way and I do my own thing and it does require a lot of time of solitude and I need that to recharge mm -hmm. the batteries and to be oh, in flow, yeah. and to be in flow and synchronicity with myself and my work but when I see you in whatever channels or mediums are available for us to remain connected and to uplift each other. I just want to say you do that more beautifully than anybody I know. Well, I really appreciate that. You are um, such a remarkable person in, in so many ways. Um, people don't, a lot of people don't know your backstory. Uh, I do because I've read your book, which is called hashtag living fearlessly people. <laughs> and it's available on Amazon. Thank you. Um, uh, and it's a wonderful, beautiful book that hurts like crazy at, the, at first, but then then the point becomes understood. Uh, what you do for so many people um, publicly, constantly, day after day after day, um, in encouraging and inspiring, and you inspire me um, to do to be better to be a better person than I have been, to be a better musician, a better anything. Um, and really, it was largely because of your inspiration that I buckled down and recorded um, The Persistence of Trees, because I took your, um, I followed your lead on that and made um, a public declaration of my intent to to do that mm -hmm. a, a year before I did it. And, uh, and so... I owe you for that one. Um, and honestly, and how many times, uh, I think you even posted today something to the that essentially meant uh, we're never really ready to start anything, so get started anyway. 
Um, I see messages like that um, pretty frequently, and it's true. We're never, ever, ever totally ready to do the thing that we need to do or we we crave doing and um, do it anyway. Um, as you said before, um, being an entrepreneur is very much like jumping off a cliff and figuring out how to invent an airplane on the way down. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, and um, so that's how it went for me and um, the persistence of trees. And uh, I think, again, like you, because you write so well, you're, um, you're living fearlessly newsletter available every Saturday, by the way, people. Um, it's easy to subscribe to it, and it's a treat to show up in your, in your uh, email. Um, oh gosh, I just tripped up my well, own train. Of that's thought. okay. You're lovely. You're, you're lovely. And you know what there is when it comes to reciprocity, when it comes to law of attraction, there is no IOU. It, it's, it's, it, it's the continual manifestation of being in the flow because kindness mm -hmm. begets kindness and law of attraction can work in the negative sphere too. Mm -hmm. fear, fear begets fear. Oh, right? yes. So if you're more cognizant energetically on the things that are tripping you up, that are counterintuitive, that aren't mm -hmm. going to put you in the direction of where it is you say you want to go, but the universe is tapped into your energy. So if your energy is conflicted or if, if it's fragmented or if it's mm -hmm. not sending a clear signal and then you wonder why the results are not showing up, it's because the universe understands that you're still not in harmonious belief that what you want to see show up in your life mm -hmm. is in fact 100% possible. And it's mm -hmm. not just about proclamations and declarations. You've got to put action behind it. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to, you've got to do it like your life depends on it. And the more you stay in that zone, the more accelerated the pace that the, the results show up. Yes. Um, fear is an odd thing it is so useless it it does nothing for anybody it's um it's crippling it, it it is and it's not it's not useful it's not it's not an intuition either it's a, a learned reflex there's a we are taught to be afraid of things when we're we're taught fear period mm -hmm. and it's it's so pointless um even during this pandemic which is um which is scary in a lot of ways. Um, one thing I haven't felt at any point is fear. Mm -hmm. uh, concern, sure. Um, I'm not being silly in any respect, um, and I'm certainly concerned about uh, my fellow inhabitants of this planet mm -hmm. and doing everything I can to keep them safe. Um, it's amazing the number of people that I've learned are immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who would be just destroyed physically by um, by this virus? They, there would be no chance of survival at all. Um, what I was going to say earlier about um, your writing and my writing, I suppose mm -hmm. my composing, is that it starts with an idea, and that idea comes from who knows where. Um, I know that you get ideas all the time. At least you've said in the past that you have a, a little notebook you carry with you everywhere. 
Yes. And um, and things will strike you, um, and you'll you'll jot down a note, and then that will lead to um, a newsletter or a post or a or a, a something. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's very much the same kind of thing where it starts with uh, an idea, uh, and the idea comes from who knows where. It's a, it's something the universe puts in front of us, and it just says, "Here it is. Are you going to notice it or not?" Mm-hmm. And so when you do notice it, it's like, "There you go." I'm not going to give you the whole thing, um, but this is what you get to work with. This is where. Um, the craft of being a writer or of being a musician uh, comes into play because you take the idea and you work with it and you mm-hmm. bring it to a place where you're where you're happy with it, where you're happy with the musical syntax or the the verbal syntax and the when it just feels right. And um, and for me, I keep on working at things until they feel right. If there's something that niggles at me, it's just like, well, that's just not how this is supposed to be. I'm missing something that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I can spend a really long time composing things because I get really fussy about um, how things need to be in order to feel right to me. Okay, you just touched upon something right there that I want to I want to further delve into because that's just a metaphor for a lot of things um, that trip people up or keep them immobilized by fear. And I understand, like I'm a type personality, you know, I'm pretty fastidious with my stuff too. Uh, you know, I I want to only put things out there into the ether that I feel confident that I've conveyed my message and that my message is going to land. And that it's going to transcend people or it's going to shift the paradigm of people's thinking, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah. Um, but we can get so stuck on trying to perfect something or, as you cited earlier, waiting for the exact right moment. Well, oh, yes. it's, it's like anybody who's had children. We're both parents, right? I mean, yes. if, if you rationalized your way into, well, when I make more money. Or when I've done more traveling. Well, you know what? Those things will always be in your wheelhouse. It comes down to prioritizing and in many cases, reprioritizing. Mm-hmm. And so with, with doing anything, call it a body of work, trying to perfect it to a point where it's decent enough that you're comfortable to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is where a lot of people, where it, it's perceivably in action, because mm-hmm. everybody wants everything to be perfect. Well, we know there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Perfection does not exist. It, it doesn't matter how analytical or or how anal one might mm-hmm. be, you know. So you have to get to a point where you can, in, in order to to embrace things, you have to simultaneously relinquish. So you have to relinquish control. You have to relinquish, in many cases, the way you think it should be, particularly when you're at the helm of like second, third party or other external factors that are out of your control. You've just got to go, okay, I've done what I set out to do. I took action. I'm following through on my intention and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to release it into the ether and whatever happens, whoever that lands with, wherever it lands and whatever the residuals are that come back, then that's great. But I mean, people who take 
five years when they've already had the concept of writing a book. It shouldn't take you five years because there's no guarantee that you're even going to have tomorrow. Yeah, right? exactly. So this is where I think people talk themselves out of things as opposed to talking themselves into things because they've got this this vision and it's okay to have a vision and it's okay to have high standards and it's okay to tweak things. But if if that energy interferes with the energy of getting it out there or making mm-hmm. it come to fruition or having a finished product, right? Or meeting a yeah. deadline, mm-hmm. then it's really counterintuitive. It's, it sure is. It's so counterproductive. Um, and it's it's finding that point, isn't it? Uh, it regardless of what you do creatively, where um, for me, I put it this way, I I, I get to a point where I say, well, I could make it different, but I don't know that I could make it any better at mm. this point. I could mm-hmm. I could change how I've done it, but I don't know that I can make it any better. And then I have to get to that point where I say, yes, uh, I'm comfortable with this. It's a it's a it's a really good representation of what I set out to do. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, and you probably know this too that um, when you put yourself into something like that people aren't looking for flaws in it mm-hmm. uh, uh, well most people aren't anyway um, but when it comes to music or literature or or blogs um, people read expecting it to be of a standard and they, they expect it to be good uh, and they I know with music um, people don't tend to see the flaws because what matters far more than than anything else is the spirit within the music. Yes. Um, and and there's the thing. Um, there are little noises that guitars make, little finger squeaks and little fret noises, and uh, and in the background the dropping of f bombs, of course. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, that's right. I clean those off. Um, but there are all the things that make it human. Mm-hmm. And all the things that mean, um, even when you do something again, do exactly mm-hmm. the same thing again, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, which is how, um, how as a performer, I get to play the same songs. Um, and they're not the same every time mm-hmm. I do them. Even if it's the same notes and the same arrangement and all of that, it is not the same. It is very much its own thing because it takes on its own life. Mm-hmm. If you're a public speaker and you have a, a fixed speech that you start out with, it's it's the same thing. It, it has a life now. Um, and it, it is achieving that life in this moment. Uh, mm-hmm. So there there is a presence to it to performing music um, and bringing that into recorded music is um, part of the challenge because you want it to be as good as it's possible to be, but to spend your time just over analyzing everything and scrubbing every, every note and manipulating within the digital realm is just, you take the heart out of it that way to you me. Do. You do. And the other thing that I want to say as far as your bodies of work go and just, you know, everything that has a signature to you, again, the way you show up in social media, the way that you connect with people, the way that you make people feel safe, right? When when other people 
who are attached to my pages, for example, who are equally vulnerable and they talk about what it is that they're trying to overcome or what they're feeling immobilized by in this particular moment. But they're open and receptive because they know they deserve more. They want more. They want to get mm-hmm. back to that that happy place, that joy filled place, right, where it's not mm-hmm. contaminated by negative toxic energies and things of that nature. You know, I, I think one of the strongest if not the strongest thing about who you are and to the degree that people are so receptive to you. It's, it's the level of genuineness, the sincerity of who you are in showing up. And it's like, you put this like invisible net out and you're catching everybody one to remind them they're not by themselves, Mm -hmm. but because, but because of your voice, because of the mediums that you use in which to communicate with people and to connect with people and to resonate with people, you, you evoke emotion from people. Right. And so regardless of people's individual circumstances for what they might not specifically be able to relate to or identify with, more importantly than that, recognizing that we're all human beings. And as human beings, we all understand what it feels to feel the whole spectrum of emotion. And so when you see somebody in pain or you see somebody who is grappling with uncertainty or insecurity or whatever the case may be, You have such a way of validating people and showing up for people that they can't not connect with you because by you even simply doing that, you're showing that that person has been seen. You're showing that that person is to be is courageous. Right. You say that to people all the time. The fact that you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of people can't do that. They're, they're hiding behind masks. They're hiding behind keyboards. They're hiding behind fear. They're mm-hmm. hiding be- behind the unknown and the uncertainty that's perhaps associated with that in their mind and tripping themselves up. But you are just so in your heart. You are so in your heart and anything you say, anything you do is indicative of that. Mm-hmm. People feel instantly safe with you. Thank you. Um, thank you. And oddly enough, I, I know that last thing that you said. I know people feel safe with me. And honestly, I don't know why. Um, other than they're safe with me. Um, people yeah, but, can... but your answer even your your answer even underscores the sincerity of that because it's not <clears throat> contrived. It's not contrived. It's not fabricated. It's it doesn't it's not disingenuous. The fact that you are just simply being who you are and you don't care enough to even analyze it. You're just being who you are. You're being present. You're being in the moment. You're saying what feels right because it is right. And that's the, that's the attractor factor. That's the law of attraction, your heart, one other person's heart, your soul, another person's soul. So the fact that you don't even have like a, a scripted response to Mm. my statement, my declaration of, of putting that out there, for who you actually are. That just reinforces and underscores to the degree that you are in fact sincere and genuine because you don't even think about it. It's just showing up for who you actually are. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. You don't have to analyze it. You don't have to, right? You just show up. Yeah, and and honestly, when, when I see people who are hurting so much um or even if they don't say it out loud um you can tell 
yeah. that there's something not right. Uh, but when people, um, like on your pages, are are obviously in some sort of distress, that's uh, that to me is so brave to to be that vulnerable, to be able to shed the illusion of everything's okay, mm-hmm. and and say I'm hurting and. Um, and, and even, you know, a lot of the time it's not even people are, are looking for anybody to contact them. They just need to vent. They need to, they need to get it out. And that is something that really um, gets my attention. Um, and there's this huge difference between people who have a wounded soul and people who feel sorry for themselves. Yes, big distinction. And Oh yeah, and and it's it's such an obvious thing um, to to anybody with any sort of sensitivity what the difference is. Um, there there are some truly beautiful people that have um, been through some absolutely horrific stuff, and they're trying to find their way out, or they have found their way out, as you did. Um, as you made a choice to uh, rise above um, your beginnings and to embrace life and to be optimistic, to 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 be grateful for what is, and um, I've done kind of the same thing in mine, um, making that conscious choice to embrace gratitude and just what a difference that makes. Anyway, I got myself sidetracked there. Um, all, all relevant, all beautiful. Well, um, but people people need to be seen, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's not just seen because of uh, they have nice hair or they drive a nice car or whatever. It's just people need to be seen as who they are uh, underneath all of that, and there's. Um, I know for me, when people see me, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, as a musician, my whole life, I've um, <laughs> there's been a, an awful lot of suspicion about what my character might be like, and <laughs> and and how many pounds of hair when I go through in a year, and um, and that sort of thing. But um, I'm just not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, vulnerability is is attractive, and it's the road to healing as well. It's the, the road to taking your hurt and um, seeing it as as an opportunity to get better because you've recognized that it exists. Yes, and it's wonderful when I see that in people that I that I keep in contact with on a regular basis. Just the change in attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the embracing of possibilities, seeing possibility where there used to be nothing but shut doors, and uh, that is that's wonderful. It's and it's a, a really wonderful feeling to think maybe you helped that along the way. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've helped countless people, including myself. Again, just by showing up and showing up exactly as you are and you're a gift to this world you really are and uh i couldn't be more grateful 
for who you are, John, and for the spirit that you embody and for the energy that you emanate and the goodwill that you put out there. Um, you know, you, you never not seize an opportunity to bring brightness and lightness to people's days in ways that are so natural and so instinctive to you that you don't even realize the residuals and the longstanding effect and impact that that has on people and how that carries them, not just in that moment of being on the receiving end of it, but it Mm -hmm. transcending through other moments that they might be having behind the scenes. And all they have to think about is who's been there, who really cares, who's truly plugged in. And in my mind and in my life, it always comes back to you being one of those people consistently time and time again. And that's in spite of whatever you're going, well, whatever's going on in your life. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's the beauty of it. it. It's recognizing we're not in this alone and therefore not treating people as though they should be alone or feel alone and have to grapple mm-hmm. with things in isolation. Absolutely. Uh, everybody has things they, they deal with or they don't deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I, I think, sadly, more often the case is um, just avoiding what really ought to be looked at, you know, as even though it's it's not necessarily something you would choose to have happen in your life, it's there and and now you've got a choice. Do you deal or do you not deal? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you embrace it? Do you see it as... Um, as a, a message, as a, an opportunity for growth, as um, to find to find the way to be grateful for everything includes being grateful for the really rotten stuff too. Mm-hmm. And uh, even even if what you what it is is you learn that you're stronger than you thought you were, mm-hmm. uh, that, or that you're more patient than you thought you were, or you. You can be more compassionate than you thought you were. Um, those are the things that that I can take from from things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I I love my life. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Beautiful. Um, yeah, um, it's. I live in this wee little house in this wee little village, um, surrounded by guitars and dogs and uh, and. It's it's wonderful here. I get to be me. I get to um, well. I just get to be, and uh, it bothers me um, every so often. I'll find myself trying to be. Actually, not so much lately, but I I know I have in the past tried to be something, and that just never works for me mm-hmm. because it, because it's just not true. The other thing about people is. Um, and in seeing them is even when people aren't necessarily struggling with things, there is uh, a need to be seen for what your strengths are um, as well, for, like for whatever your gifts happen to be. And um, and to give people compliments, uh, and not, not made up things, but to, to compliment people on things that you really admire about them mm-hmm. is huge. It's just... To tell people you uh, you admire their voice or their writing or their playing or something, their carpentry, their whatever it happens to be, um, mm-hmm. but just to be 
honestly um, complimentary about something that you see instead of keeping that all inside as right. though life as though life were a competition and you have to keep all of that to yourself because you need to be that thing that somebody else is mm-hmm. Good um, point. I think that made sense um, uh, it did it did and you know John I could talk to you for hours and we'll definitely be bringing you back onto living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald again in the future for sure Um, Oh, yes. But being cognizant of time and knowing that we have to unfortunately close out the show here, I want to give you the opportunity to let the loyal listeners around the globe know and the podcast subscribers, how can they connect with you? How can they purchase your music? How can they do a a consult with you? How can they learn more about you? Well, uh, I'd start with email. Um, John Park Wheeler is, um, well, John has no H in it. I got the H out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so J O N P A R K W H E E L E R at rocketmail.com uh, is my email address. Uh, if anybody should care to text me um, or phone, my phone number is 613 291 9467. And I pay attention to anybody that um, is moved to text me that way. Mm-hmm. I'm easy to find on Facebook because I'm the only John Park Wheeler, I think, in existence. I once did a hunt and I found a John Wheeler Park somewhere and I thought, no, yes. that just doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> um, I do have a website, johnparkwheeler.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this other thing that I'm rebooting that I've done for a couple of years, which is Harvest Spoon. Um where I'm a spoon right, and those will be made available soon as well uh, when I get my manufacturing back up and going. Um, okay, is that all of it? I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Instagram. Uh, and Instagram. Um, and I often use John PW Guitar uh, mm-hmm. as my handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am easy to get a hold of um if anybody wants to um download music as well it's available on itunes Mm -hmm. the two albums are called reverie and the persistence of trees which is yeah which is of course um a philosophy i believe we share is just that idea of there is no quitting ever Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If there's the possibility of anything, you keep on plugging away. Trees don't quit, and neither will I, and neither will you. Beautiful. Very true. Very true. Well, John, I just want to say once again, I thank you for the gift that you are. I certainly appreciate the gift of your time here and how you've opened yourself up vulnerably and how you've enlightened all of us. And perhaps in some cases, you've awakened people to what's important. Uh, and shifting the paradigm of thinking and transcending in their own lives. And so I really value your message here today. I value everything that you do. I value the human being that you are, the beautiful soul and heart that you are. And again, for the ways in which you've enriched and impacted my life positively, upliftingly, encouragingly, uh, fearlessly, I just want to say, I love you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, 
and just keep shining, keep showing up. People need to be influenced by the good stuff in this world and flock to the good stuff and you're a good egg and Hmm. uh i just really appreciate you and to the listening audience i want to thank you as well for the gift of your time for joining myself and my lovely friend and guest of today john park wheeler i highly encourage you to reach out to him to listen to his music to purchase his music to connect with him he's a ray of sunshine he's a beacon of light uh Truly he is. And you'll thank yourself. Your future self will thank you for having done so. I just want to say I'm very exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next Friday, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I want to, in the meantime, wish you a phenomenal weekend, wishing you safety, healthiness, and continual being uplifted and to live fearlessly. Love and gratitude, my friends, and love and gratitude to you as well, John. All my best. Love and gratitude to you. Take care. Thank you for being you. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.